Hello everyone and welcome to the Originative Podcast. In today's episode, I had the opportunity to interview my native classmate from school, Donald Zahir. We talk a lot about what it means to be a native youth in today's world and Donald also shares what it is like to be on the journey of rediscovering his roots and learning something new about his culture every single day. Whether that be through his relatives or through his own research, I think he has some really insightful stories to share and experiences as well. So make sure to listen in. Here we go. Well, thank you so much for coming to the Originated podcast. It's so nice to have you, Donald. And I just want to start off by asking you uh, to introduce yourself. So maybe if you could just state what tribal background you're from and a little bit about yourself. That'd be great. Okay. Um, I'm Donald Zaw here. I am Heshquit and I'm Sue. Um, Heshquit is from Canada. So yeah, I'm Native American and Native Canadian or Indigenous. I'm not sure. It's really confusing because my mom uses both and she always mixes it up too. But um, yeah, I'm Heshquit and Sue. And my name is Alan Zai here once again. Cool. Thank you for your intro. And yes, that is something that is definitely sometimes really hard, like terms like Native, Indigenous, or sometimes even Indian. So um, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you prefer using usually? Um, I usually say Native American, but Mm -hmm. then I found out that I was from Canada like a few months ago, and I'm not exactly sure what to call that. And my mom says it's Native Canadian or Indigenous to Canada. And so, you know, I just go along with what she says sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I've heard people using First Nations as... Uh, Yes, First Nation is also one of the ways that it could be said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. And so, you know, just for the audience members to know, I met you at school, which was super amazing. And I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about that as well. So I know there's not a lot of Native students at our school. So, you know, just what has it been like um, being Native at our school? And do you just have like, thoughts about how it has affected you? Um. Well, being Native American at our school, um, so far it hasn't really done, it doesn't, it hasn't affected me at any way. Mm-hmm. Um, so far it's just been really chill. And, you know, what was that? We were supposed to dress up as our culture. Yeah. Culture yeah, day. I was, I was going to do that one day, like on mm-hmm. culture day, but I didn't do that because I completely forgot about it. Yeah. But so far being Native American at the school hasn't really affected anything because everyone's like, there's no one pointing out what your culture is. And, you know, yeah, the only thing that's pointed out on your culture is on culture day. And everyone's just been really accepting of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you feel like um, in general, like people have been sort of neutral or accepting of that? Well, in general, um, I think that most people, like some people are still trying to figure out what Native American is mm-hmm. and other people are kind of just like, as you said, neutral or yeah. some people are just accepting of what your culture is. But yeah, so far it's kind of everything. Mm-hmm. And do you ever like get to talk to some of your friends or like teachers about it or not really? 
Um, not really, because, you know, my friends, I only have one other friend who's Native American. And, well, she's not Native American, but she says she's Native American because, mm. you know, she is from, I'm, I'm mixing this up. Okay, so she mm. is Native American, but she doesn't really talk about it. And yeah. she kind of just is there. She's not out and about about how she's Native American. But when we do have our, you know, cultural rituals, she's there. But she's not really there when she's Native American. I'm, I'm trying to say it. So at school, you know, in general, like she's kind of just focused on school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not usually out and talking to everyone. Mm-hmm. Does she go to our school? Um, no, she go, she's in Idaho right now. Oh, I see. Yeah. And I remember you saying you also had more family in Idaho, right? Yes, I have lots of more family in Idaho. Oh, cool. So have you like been able to visit them at all? Um, yes, that's, this is what that was. Oh, my gosh. That was what I've been doing the past week. Um, oh. I've been visiting family. Oh, you were there the past week. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Was Did you like it there? Um, I used to live there for a long time. So, yeah, yeah I was just visiting because I used to live with my uncle and auntie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've just, I was just visiting them. And then after summer school, I'm going to go and visit them for like another week. That's so nice. Um, how long did you live there before you came here? Um, I lived there for four to five years. Oh, wow. Super cool. So did you feel like there was a greater Native American presence there as compared to here? Uh, yes, there was a much bigger Native American presence there because mm-hmm. like back at my schools, there was like lot, lots more family there and mm-hmm. it was just more accepting and there was more people like talking about our land acknowledgement and oh my gosh. <laughs> is that your cousin yes actually no that's my brother oh <laughs> i'm sorry one second that's really fine so yeah you were talking about you know and how it was in idaho uh yeah so back in idaho there were powwows and there was a lot more like meetups and there was more meetings mm-hmm. but I think that was mainly because there was lots more family there so everyone was more included yeah. in the family but out here in Washington we don't have that much family here so mm-hmm. we don't really know like if there's meetings or not mm-hmm. sometimes there's meetings here and that's usually when my uncle comes over and he like starts a meeting but that hasn't happened in a while mm, I see and like have you so how many powers have you gone to or like have you well, I can't really keep count because like my uncle, he used to go every time there was one and he usually drag uh, the rest of our family. Mm-hmm. So I've been to a few in Montana and I've been to like almost everyone since I was born in Idaho. Oh, wow. That's cool. Except for the past three years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I heard there was some, there's like this really big one in Montana, right? Like I think it was on Blackfoot Reservation. Was that the one you went to? Um, yeah. Because mm-hmm. my auntie, she lives on the reservation, so we've yeah. been to it a few times. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's super big. So do you have, like, any memories of that or stories from that? Well, usually, like, I, used, I went out and danced, and mm-hmm. sometimes I went with my uncle to play music. 
but other than that, we I don't really do much. Um, a few years ago, my cousin Camille, it was her first time dancing, but she could not go out by herself, and my auntie couldn't go out because she was current, like she wasn't feeling good that time. Uh-huh. So and it ended up being my other cousin Taylor, and they kind of just went out and danced together, and I found it really cute. Because my cousin's like 16, she hasn't danced in a long time because she was going through some things. Uh-huh. And so I found that like a good family moment. Oh, that's so me, sweet. Yeah, me personally, like one of my stories is so I'm a grass dancer. That's so cool. Uh huh. And so is my cousin Xander. We went out one time and we ended up getting lost because, you know, there's so many people dancing. And so, like, around 15 minutes after the song ended, me and Xander finally found each other, and then we went to go find our uncle and auntie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, um, it seems like your, you know, uncle and auntie have had a lot of presence in your life. So, you know, um, what are some of the things you've learned from them? Well, so we, we've really learned about mainly our his- historical, like, background. Mm-hmm. And so we've talked about, like, how most things happened and how, like, there's powwows and everything. And those are just kind of, like, meetups. And we've learned about meetings and how it's something special. It's like birthdays. You know how people have birthdays every year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So those meetings are kind of like that, but not exactly like that. So, and then we, and it's also for, like, our ancestors and the Great Spirit. And the Great Spirit like it's kind of like what we see as God but it's not exactly just God the great spirit oversees nature Mm -hmm. they didn't create everything Mm -hmm. and then I've learned about like I've heard of a couple stories I actually have a few books but I've never remembered the book because I'm just very forgetful (laughs) and then I've learned about blue beads and why they are so rare and that is because like blue beads they were handcrafted by our ancestors around 500 to 1000 years ago Uh and they're incredibly rare and you can find them on beaches sometimes but they'd be a very rare thing to see oh that's so interesting and is it because like there's a special type of stone or um no it's just like incredibly rare to see them because this like the thing that they're made out of I'm not exactly sure what it is but they're blue beads from 1500 years ago and I don't know anything else about that other than some of them resemble like they resemble some things like honesty and like being respectful Hmm. and so that's all I've learned about the blue beads so far and I've only figured out the blue beads from my mother and my uncle who lives in Canada Mm -hmm. my uncle was actually the one who gave me the blue beads so I was incredibly grateful for him when he gave me those. Wow. So uh, you just said that they were pretty rare because of, you know, their age, right? And their use. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is what I've been finding out and researching for a while. Mm -hmm. And do you know what they were used for? Um, I'm not exactly sure other than they were meant for trading. Mm. And that's usually about it. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Um, do you have like any like stories that you remember like your uncle and aunt maybe telling you that you could share? Um, they weren't really much of storytellers. Uh, what they did talk about was like our family history and it's mainly just my uncle, not my uncle, my great something, something grandpa, like how he was a chief and how 
at some point it's going to happen to the rest of the family and it's just really like basic info about my family history and there's so much about it and what I've been trying to like ask them is like if I can learn about like our culture in an entire thing not just our family and so so far like there's just the great spirit and how I've learned about some of the other tribes but like my knowledge on indigenous people or indigenous tribes um it's not that great I know like there's a woman who there was a flood and an eagle saved her and they married and had kids Mm -hmm. um there's a couple others but I can't seem to recall any there are some people they met the great spirit because they didn't invite the the bear and the wolf and the fish and the eagles and the great spirit called them because he didn't invite the people who kind of helped them stay alive but other than that my knowledge isn't that great those are still pretty cool stories though and i think those are origin stories if i'm not mistaken right yeah and then there's like how humans like came to be and they we came from clams mm-hmm like we were the pearl and then we wash up on shore and then we kind of just became humans. But that one was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember reading about those. That's interesting. And I think a lot of different tribes and different regions have different stories, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and so do you um, have like a particular like piece of family history that you thought was really interesting and you said you were descended from a chief so do you know what they they did um actually I don't because my uncle because my uncle really doesn't share his stories and when he does it's usually when we get in trouble or when it's like when we're at a meeting and even then it's kind of just the same story on and on so I don't really have any family pieces I do have a medallion that was from my uncle but he's from Canada and kind of a different part of the family but yeah my medallion that has 20 blue beads which is like a lot of blue beads apparently Mm, mm -hmm. and so I've learned that that's kind of like a family piece but my uncle made it himself and he's actually getting into woodwork he used to be into woodworking but he hasn't been doing it for a while because he had a stroke and it was really bad so Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, but that's very cool that you have those blue beads, like you mentioned before. Um, Do you also know anything about, you know, maybe your ancestors, like your great-grandparents, like what they did? So my great-grandparents, they, my, my, his, actually, we share a name, my great-grandpa, Donald, um, he was actually in World War II and... Yeah, that, and he wrote a few books, but I actually don't have any of those books. I my uncle does, and he's in Idaho, so um, I could ask him, like, if I could lend it, he could lend it to me or something. But mm-hmm. that'd be a while because he works a lot. But yeah, my great 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 grandpa. He was from Afghanistan originally. So actually my family, we were adopted into Native American culture. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, so do you know how that happened? Because that's like very far. Um, 
Well, my last name is Zahir, and my great, great, great kids getting too many greats. But my great, 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 great grandpa, um, I don't know what it was, but I was told that it was getting pretty bad there. And my uncle, well, my, not my uncle, my great, great, great grandpa fled the country to America. But I'm not exactly sure why. I'll have to ask my uncle or my mom again, because it's been a while since I've heard the story. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so then you guys just came here and then you just ended up. Yeah, we were, yep, adopted into Native American culture. Wow, that's so interesting. And um, is this on your mom's side or it's like? Um, it's on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. My dad's side, I'm still learning about because we've like just recently met, so. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow, that's really cool. Um, and sort of speaking about like learning about your culture, um, what has been the most helpful in your journey of learning about your history? Um, I'd say like everything I'm learning, it's been really useful and it's been like really, I can't think of the word, but like helpful, something that you'd care about, but I can't think of the word. So I'm just going to say it's something that I'd care about like deeply. And I kind of just like everything I'm learning about it has been really helpful. And I really like the stories. Mm-hmm. For sure. So sort of jumping off into another topic, um, we were talking about what it's like to be Native at schools. So in terms of your daily life, um, do you feel like you have you know different experiences from people because of your history and background? Or do you think that you know it's not as significant when you're out in the real world? Well, so like I used to think that I didn't have as many friends because of the way my hair was or my skin color. And here at Skyline, like I don't really have many friends, but when I like my my friends currently, like we're all people of color. Mm-hmm. My friend, she's Vietnamese and one of them is Spanish. Mm-hmm. And one of them is African. Yeah. And so, like, we all just get along, but I've never really had, like, those experiences, like, with sports or anything, or just, like, those big friend groups. Mm-hmm. And, I like, I used to think that was because of my hair or my culture. But, like, then near the end of the school year, I didn't really think that was a problem because, you know, I wasn't really social. So I kind of just blamed it on myself for not having many friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, what have you sort of learned or gleaned from that experience? Like, I know it's something that a lot of people of color go through, like, including myself, it's a tough experience. Um, What have you sort of learned from that? Well, like, I did learn that lots of people, like, they kind of base their friends, like, around things they like. And so, and things that they have in common with each other. Yeah. And I don't really, like, have a lot in common with a lot of people. And I kind of learned that I could, like, socialize more often and I could just see what happens instead of just thinking the worst about what could happen because of my hair or my color or my hobbies. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like, I've been working on making more friends and being more social about myself and mm-hmm. seeing how that could help. And if the turnouts are bad, it'll just be bad. Yeah, well, that is so important. Like just realizing that, you know, it's not always yourself and you shouldn't like hide yourself or be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, that's very yeah. important. And that's something I really can relate to as well. When I was, um, I actually used to live in Iowa. So oh, cool. pretty different. yeah, a lot different from here. And I was one of the few brown kids there, as you can imagine. So I had a pretty similar experience. So I can totally relate. It's sometimes really difficult to like be accepting of your own culture. And, you know, I would sometimes be ashamed of my food or like, you know, my skin color as well, or just my hair as well. Sometimes like, because you, you feel different, like you stand out, but yeah, I moved here. That's what I realized. It's like, you know, you don't need to be ashamed. It's something to be proud of and celebrate. And I think diversity is so important in that sense, because you become more open-minded and you realize like everyone has their own culture and background. So yeah, I've like, because middle school through high school so far, that's just been like a normal experience. But in elementary school, because like people, like our cultures, we've kind of learned about them throughout elementary school and when we're younger yeah. than that. And so during elementary school, I find it that people seem to be more, like we're more outgoing about our culture, but we're also like a bit more embarrassed about our culture. And we tend to get made more fun of because of our culture. But like, I've learned that it, sometimes like when people make fun of you, it's probably because they're just curious about it or they just don't understand it more. Mm-hmm. And so I actually made a really good friend and she was white and she is, she doesn't understand the culture. And so around fourth grade, we became friends and I've like kind of been teaching her like about my culture and she doesn't seem to be making fun of people anymore or like being rude about cultures Mm -hmm. and so like making more friends I see like in helping them understand cultures and seeing why it's important to understand cultures and not make fun of it has been really helping me with my culture and how I could be able to be more outgoing about it and Mm -hmm. how it could be helpful to other people so they don't say like something that could be offensive absolutely Oh, that's, that's such an important thing you said, like educating people about your culture is like just one of the great ways to help them be more aware about the world. Right. And so in that sense, you're not only like helping yourself because you can help them understand you better, but also like telling them about other people so that they can ask the right questions in the right manner. So that's really great to do that. Yeah, one of the first things, like, most trouble I've had with everyone in general is my hair. Like, lots of people ask me, why do you grow your hair out? And Mm -hmm. do you grow your hair out because of your culture? And I've been dealing with that question ever since kindergarten. And in kindergarten, like, like everyone else, all my peers, like, they're a lot more understanding because it was kindergarten. And they kind of just shrugged it off as, oh, okay. Then around third grade to sixth grade, lots of people asked it more and they were more curious about it. And then they kind of just asked about it more and more. So I think that like around third grade up to I think sixth grade is a time people get more curious about things. 
and I get like about my hair because my hair it's like something that I'm proud of our hair signifies lots of things and if we cut our hair that could mean that someone passed away and that was kind of like our way to help them cross over Mm -hmm. and so our hair was like main thing they get asked about a lot and then like I get asked about because we used um in the seventh grade up to ninth grade we were learning about native like native american history for like a unit and so sometimes i was asked about the feathers and why the women's was standing up and there was only one while males had more than one feather sometimes and usually when a like a female or a girl or a woman has one feather that means they're married and if their feather is laying down like laying across their head and not standing straight up, that means that they're a widow. And mm. so, and if it's standing straight up, then that means they're married. And then for men, they have feathers for just cultural things. I'm going to have to ask my mom, mother about that more because she knows lots more about, about it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, cultural differences is like I see a lot during third to sixth grade. In seventh grade, and so far, uh, it's just been really accepting. People just ask me a couple questions about it and go, oh, that's really interesting. And then sometimes, like, we, they share their culture. And so usually, through seventh grade up to high school, people just seem really accepting about your culture. Yeah. And then, like, as soon as people get order, they, like, develop, like, more prejudices and stuff. So, yeah, yeah I get that. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you have people that just go about it completely the wrong way, and they just like ask you where you're from, and then they say it in like a really rude type of way. Then, like when you correct them, they like really taken aback and they say sorry. So, people who ask the questions but like they take about it the wrong way, and you correct them because I like when someone asks me a question that I find offensive to me, instead of like being rude about it, I correct them and see like how it goes on from then. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's how it should be. You know, like it's hard sometimes for people who don't really get exposed to different cultures as much to know how to ask the right questions. So yeah, it's the right thing to teach them in our, on our behalf, like how, how to do that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, have you explored like one of your identities more than the other like for example you said you were Heshwit and Sue both um I haven't discovered or practiced any like any of them more than the other I kind of try to like keep it even and so I'm learning more things about each like tribe and mainly just the entire nation at the same time well not the same time but like I try to learn equal amounts about it And I find that really helpful because, like, I don't want to focus on one and then kind of just forget about the other one. I feel as if they're equally important. Mm -hmm. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's important to do both. Um, So what are some of the things you've learned? Um, So far, I've learned about our hair and how, like, the buffalo, how we take this, like, the skin or not the skin, well, yes, the skin and the fur. Mm-hmm. and how we take the skin and we turn it into teepees mm-hmm. and then how we have the like the fur for blankets or some things and then like the leather is really important because that's the main source of clothing 
like we have our clothing, our moccasins, and those have been really important. And it, it used to be made for necklaces, like that used to be the strand instead of chains, you'd use uh, leather. And how birds, like their feathers, they made fans for us or they helped make our like, clothing sometimes. Mm -hmm. And have you gotten the chance to like actually make any of those items? Um, actually, it's usually the women who make them. The men go out hunting and they collect the supplies. Right. But recently, or not recently, but like in sixth and fifth grade, I asked my auntie, like, can you show me how to do some of this stuff? Because it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. So I got into it just for a little bit, though. But like instead, I had to go out with my uncle because we were going to meetings. So that kind of cut, cut off short. Mm -hmm. I see. So um, in terms of like, you know, your culture, um, I know you just told a little bit about your family history, but are there any other you know pieces that you are trying to learn more about? Um, I'm trying to learn about because I've already figured out like some of the things we eat, like fry bread. Um, and then I've and so far I'm just trying to learn more about like our culture in a whole because mm -hmm. there's the Great Spirit, and then there's teepees, and then there's the buffalo, the elk, the deer. I've because we've been hunting. I'm trying to figure out more like how we did it and how we did these things that seemed so great. And I'm trying to just figure out everything in a whole because I've learned some about our family, but I want to know more about the culture. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to learn more about like hunting and how it was done and certain things that were done at certain ages. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to figure out like if it was 14 or 16 where you went out and you became a man when you hunted your first uh, animal. Mm -hmm. And so far, this has all been really interesting and in how sometimes we followed because tribes are tribes they weren't exactly what, what is it called again when you don't settle down but you follow the food oh um, nomads. nomads yeah. yeah we were kind of like that but as buffalo kind of settled so did we so that was the reason for teepees and yeah yeah so it was kind of like a nomadic lifestyle but it wasn't exactly a nomadic lifestyle because we still did settle down from time to time so and during the winter, we like settled down because so did the buffalo and everything kind of just during the winter, you like went berry picking like huckleberries and there was already food. So during the winter, I want to learn more about how we survived during the winter because I don't really know much about winter and I know there was food, but I'm not sure where they got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be really cool to learn about for sure. Yeah, because I mean, in school, they teach you about, like, the bad things that happen, mm -hmm. like how we were diseased with blankets or how we were raped and killed. But, like, those are the things that we all learn about during school. I want to learn more about, like, the cultural aspects of things. Mm -hmm. For sure. Have you ever gone hunting? Um, actually, no, I have not. My cousin Xander has, he's younger than me. I haven't because I moved in my mom with moved in with my mom before I could. And you're supposed to be like 14, I believe, mm -hmm. to get a license to hunt. And so I actually haven't done that yet. Mm -hmm. But that's something you probably want to do. Yeah. It seems very interesting. I'd want to do it. 
Yeah. And um, going back to what you were saying about the schools, that's also something I wanted to ask. Um, what are your thoughts on how they teach native cultures in schools? Like, do you think it's like appropriate or? Yeah. Well, when we, when they, when you say native culture, um, I think like it wasn't exactly native culture. It was more about how the bad things that happened and how like it's really sensitive. And I'm sorry to the people who are hearing this, but like, it's more about like how like the women were raped and how like the children and women were killed and all the elders were killed and people were forced to watch and how they were sold into slavery sometimes mm-hmm. or how we were pushed into reserves for specifically just us. It doesn't really get into the cultural aspects of it. And most of our culture was wiped out when like people were killed. And so people are still trying to like, we're still trying to recover some of our cultural aspects of life. Lots of it was lost during like all the murder. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you could change the curriculum, how would you change it? Um, so far, um, I stopped teaching it. And then I'd have people like figure out more about it before we could teach it again. Because so far it's like telling kids ABCs, but then without teaching them again or like deeper meaning into math like math, you have to learn the basics and you have to get into more advanced stuff. But in school, you learn the basics and that's it. And I feel like you can learn lots more about culture instead of just how people were killed. And I feel like that lots of people could learn lots more and they could be more understanding of other cultures if they took time to learn about it and school could teach definitely teach more about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they could just teach more about it. Mm-hmm, for sure. What are some things that you think they could do to teach more about Native culture? Well, like so far, as I've said, they teach about killing and how it happened and all the bad things that happened. And then because recently during ninth grade or freshman year, my, my history teacher, she came up to me and asked, hey, so I'm not very understanding of your culture. And I was wondering if you could teach me a little bit more about your culture so I don't say anything offensive or rude to you mm-hmm. or your culture. And so I've, but then I ended up getting COVID that week, so I couldn't oh. teach anything about it. But yeah, they learned a lot about genocide and how like all the bad things happened, but they didn't learn about like our types of food or like mm-hmm. how chiefs worked. So I feel like they could be more understanding about like our social hierarchy. It's not really a social hierarchy. It's more like there's the medicine man and the chief. But that's really about it. Yeah. Was, yeah. Right. And just and just learning more about how the whole societal structure works, right? And yeah. Everyone like, yeah, our social structure, it's not really a structure. There's the chiefs, and they kind of just help trade and communicate with other tribes. And then there's the medicine man, who's kind of like the doctor of the tribe. And then there's, like, social practicing, not social practicing, but, like, cultural practicing, like meetings. Mm-hmm. And then powwows are kind of like tribe, multiple tribes meeting up together and celebrating. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's some of the things I also agree with you on, because when I learned about it in ninth grade as well, I feel like in many ways it was definitely very superficial and it was presenting a very biased view of 
you know, the history, because I feel like there's so much more to a culture than just like the bad things, like you mentioned that happened. So yeah, yeah, it would definitely be super interesting to learn more about that in school. Um, and just like, oh, sorry, you were saying something? Oh, no, no, I wasn't. Oh, okay. And so like when they do teach you about like a Native American people or the tribes in total, uh, like when you learn about other places, like when you learn about Africa, you learn like lots about it. And it's like going to take like a couple months or just a month in total to learn about it. Mm-hmm. When you learn about history of like the world. But then when you learn about like America and it's like indigenous people, you only learn about it for like a week and it's nothing like important. It's like, oh, well, people from like Great Britain or things like they came over and they kind of just took land and gold. But that's really just about it. It's just about like the colonies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part gets skipped over. Yeah. Like, unfortunate. Yeah. I remember, yeah, like this year too, I was taking History of Americas, like IB History of Americas. And like you said, it was just one week and we just learned about like, I think a couple origin stories, which is really nice. But um, other than that, like, yeah, it was just like, oh no, like they got, you know, their land stolen. And then we just spent the rest of the year learning about like colonization and like World War II. So yeah, mm -hmm, I get that. Um, I'd also wanted to ask you, uh, what are your thoughts on just in general, like, like what life is like for native youth? Like, do you think that, you know, a lot needs to be changed or yeah, your experiences? Well, so far, cause I haven't grown up with many people, like white people and how things work there. Um, I have lots of friends who are cultural and they have cultural needs and aspects of life. And so far, I've just seen, like, my life is pretty normal. And I, like, we were learning about one-side stories in ninth grade. And I, like, I felt like I was part of a one-side story because of my culture. Because, like, I thought, like, in the eighth grade, I believe that it was just people hate Native Americans and indigenous people. And I felt like I was part of a one-side story in ninth grade because then I figured out like there was lots more to it other than just people not like Native Americans. And like Native Americans, they were like people tried to wipe them out when colonization was happening. They kind of just tried to make us go extinct. So like no Native American could marry another Native American. Mm -hmm. You had to marry a white person and they kind of just tried to wipe out Native Americans in total. And then there was a law where you had to be a certain percentage of Native American to be considered Native American. Yeah. That was another way people tried to wipe Native Americans out. Oh, yeah. Those things are just, it's so sad to learn about. I, I believe you referred to the blood quantum where it's unfortunately like in today's age, there's a lot of people who don't really have like a lot of Native ancestry. Like it's lower than like what they had required. And so, yeah, that led to like so many tribes being disbanded especially tribes like the Duwamish because a lot of people couldn't prove their ancestry so yeah that's been such a big issue because a lot of tribes have been losing their federal statuses and like they're just you know not being able to support their tribal members as a result yeah a big issue and because like all of this I was thinking about like my careers and how I was going to make it more known to people that need like need like history of Native Americans mm-hmm. 
And so I was like thinking of my career to see how I could help people understand it in a total. Mm-hmm. And so far, I'm just really confused on how I could get people to understand so far. But I think this could really help people understand more about Native American history and like people from Canada, Indigenous people and people in Mexico, like history in total, like just really needs to be learned about more. Yeah. Cause like, as you said, and how I said, like you only learn about like Native American history for like a week. And then it's just like learning about Asia or Africa or how the Romans like took over lots of things. But you just learn about those like a lot. There's not much for, oh, um, like uh, for Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And I think like lots of the reason is, is because there was no like written language in Native Americans. And so I think that's also like another reason why lots of blame was taken because you couldn't write down your name if you were like an indigenous person back then. Instead, you were told to write three X's, but like lots of people didn't agree with that. And so like when colonization was happening and like discovery of land, instead of like getting their signatures, like writing the three X's, instead the colonization people, colonizing people, they wrote three X's for the Native, like, the Native American chiefs to take the land. Mm. Yeah. So I think like a part of the huge problem is just there was no official written language. Mm-hmm. And also just there was such an immense culture across so many tribes, right? So it was hard for them to communicate with each other a lot, um, which further led to the use of the divide and rule tactic by the colonizers because they're like, okay, so, you know, these people are having trouble communicating within tribe, between tribes because they speak different languages and have very different cultures. So let's just like separate all of them and then they won't be able to come together and that's what happened sadly so yeah yeah but i think you know there's some really good hope in today's world there's so many native activists doing great work and obviously there's a lot more intertribal collaboration now so um there's definitely a lot of progress being made but i feel like the history is something that should not be lost and it should not be forgotten because it's what has defined, you know, where tribes are today. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like any thoughts you wanted to share that I didn't ask you about? Um, well, um, not really, but like, I feel like this like meeting right here could really help people understand more about what's going on and help them be more aware of their surroundings. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like this is really helpful. I'd like to thank you. Of course. Yeah, it's a really big pleasure talking to you. And I am so grateful that I can be in this space where I can learn from people like you and so many more artists and community members about, you know, Native culture. So it's also been a really wonderful journey for me to learn about. So yeah, it's been really interesting. And I always love interviewing people like you. That's amazing. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining. It was such a pleasure having you on the podcast and I love to have you back again if you would love to come back. Thank you. I'll totally try. All right.